welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Welcome to Spirit Connection Podcast. This week, I want to share with you some things that will help and encourage you. I want to talk about healing and wholeness. Whether you need healing in your body, your emotions, your spiritual life, your finances, or relationships, I've got some encouraging things to share with you. Also, I'll give you an update on my own health. I've been afflicted terribly for the last three years and how I'm getting better every day. Yes, major breakthroughs that you'll need to understand and apply to your own life or someone that you know that might need this. Let's get going. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for what Jesus did on the cross. That's how we get healed. Father, I ask now that you would open up the heavens now to hear your voice. I pray for those who are listening that are afflicted, or if they know someone who's afflicted, that they too would get this download, would get this strategy from heaven, and that things would turn around even now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've been hearing God and he, you know, serving Him for a long time in ministry for years. I've witnessed my share of miracles. I've seen God do some amazing things in my life and people around me. I've been healed many times in my life, yet there's seasons like I'm going through right now that, you know, I suffered under some major afflictions. And a lot of times we use this verse, 2 Corinthians 12, 8. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient to you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Now, listen, some people use this verse to accept their sickness. I just got to tell you, I have battled and contended 365 days a year over my healing. Sickness and disease is not from God. It's not God's will. Yes, God's grace is sufficient, and yes, he can use it, and yes, his power is made perfect in weakness, but do not accept sickness as God's will, as it is not as all at all. He is the Lord that heals us, Exodus fifteen twenty six. He sent his word to heal us, Psalm 107, 20. The Lord who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Psalm 103. He bore our sicknesses on the cross. Isaiah 43, 4 and 5. Jesus healed all who came to him. Matthew 8, 16. God is still the great healer today. If you're not getting healed, then maybe there's some things that you can do to get a breakthrough. One of my biggest healing experiences came a long time ago. In fact, I think it was back in the uh, early 90s, I was teaching a healing seminar at my church, and I was suffering because I was a computer engineer, and I was suffering from carpal tunnel in my arm. While teaching the people, they actually used me as a guinea pig, and I had them lay hands on me as a practicing experience, and guess what? Wow, I was instantly and totally healed. What a testimony of Jesus. It was great. Saved me from pain and having to go get surgery. I got healed of symptoms of Huntington's disease that when I was 42 years old had taken out nearly my entire family. I am not kidding. This is terrible. And my mom, my aunt, my two uncles, 
my first cousin, now my sister, my brother. I have had so many deaths of this terrible disease, and they take it out young and painfully. And I was diagnosed with it. There's no cure uh, outside of the Lord. There's no treatments that are successful. In fact, you have to have a psychiatric exam just to be tested because the suicide rate is high. But listen, it's now 15 years later. I was in early. I wasn't in any advanced stages at all. But I was where my, the rest of my family was for my age at 42 and based on my CAG count. But now here it is. I got healed. I got healed of the symptoms. And now 15 years later at age 58, I just had a neuro exam at the UCLA Medical Center. And I'm still symptom free. They're putting me into a study as it's a miracle. They didn't call it that. They called it an anomaly. But I say it's a miracle of the Lord. And I got healed of Lyme disease instantly. When the prophet Bobby Connor prayed for me at Bob Jones' graveside funeral, an angelic blue light flashed between us, and I was healed. But then other healings are not instant. Some people can get healed instantly. Some have to walk it out, and that's what's happened to me. You have to contend for those other healings that are not instant. And I've had to walk out my healing of of multiple chemical sensitivity. Oh, boy, I have suffered for three years terribly, along with anxiety, panic attacks. Every time something would come out, cleaning products or, you know, people don't understand it unless you've been afflicted by this thing. And I was like the bubble boy. I had to this past year. I couldn't even travel at all because of MCS. And God is showing me things I needed to do spiritually and emotionally. I got healed after battling with MCS for three years I got healed in three weeks, and I'm now totally healed of this. Anxiety, panic attacks, they are gone. I can actually go into my garage where there was mold and things where I couldn't before because they are now gone. But I'm not guaranteeing you'll get this, but I'm still struggling with some things, you know. But right now, I want to say I am on an upswing. Like a lot of times, sickness sets in and you're on a downswing. I'm on an upswing. And I want to impart this to you. I had gotten so afflicted and sick, I lost 35 pounds. I went from 165, I'm already a skinny guy, to 130. And just two months ago, I have gained back 20 pounds in six weeks or so. No anxiety, no panic. My mind and energy is back. I'm still working through some symptoms with my immune system, but I expect these things to fall away any day now. So... Let's lay down some groundwork, first of all. Where do bad things come from? This is important to understand. Matthew 13, 24 through 28, the parable of the wheat and the weeds. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But when everyone was sleeping, very interesting, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, Then the weeds also appeared, and the owner's servants came and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? Verse 28, the enemy, an enemy has done this, he replied. Jesus gave us this insight about where sickness and how bad things come. It is not from the Lord. Now, God wants to bless you. It is so important to understand this. Third John 2, dear friends, I hope all is well with you, that you may be healthy in your body good and strong in spirit. That's the New Living Translation. 
It's God's will for you to be healthy, whole, and to bless you. But sin, stress, overloaded lifestyles with little margin can weaken our bodies, our emotions, our relationships. But you know what? It's important to understand it is God who gives the good gifts to us. James 1.17, every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father of lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Yep, that's right. Jesus healed before. He still heals today. Matthew 7.11, if you then, even though that we're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts to those who ask him? This is really important. The truth about God needs to really get into our spirit. We need to understand who God really is. God is love. 1 John 4, 8, God is love. God still heals today. No matter how you feel, I don't care what you've experienced, God is still a healer. 1 Peter 2, 24, he himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to the sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. Did you know God's not angry with you? He loves you beyond what you can realize. God does not want to kill you. He's not trying to make you sick, and he's not punishing you. This is so important. Things that we need to do right now is fix our misunderstandings and our skewed views of God and understand who he really is and where the source of the attacks are. Break through your beliefs, your understanding about the Bible, and not just understanding it like intellectually, but let it sink in. Learn to live a life each day in God's presence. It's called walking in the Spirit, Galatians 5.16. It will help you to really learn to hear the voice of God. It's going to help you to learn to discern. That way you'll understand the source of these attacks. Let's look at the types of healing. You can get an instant miracle. That's the one we see the most in the Bible. Other times, you've got to work out your healing over time. Other times, you get revelation from God and make changes to your life through a word of knowledge. But, you know, that can be either instant or over time. Just because it's not just an instant miracle doesn't mean it's not valuable. We tend to look to those instant miracles only, but there is process in healing, and it's important as an instant miracle. Here's some questions that I get. Um, these were from the webinar, actually, and I want to just take a minute we normally have someone record them and that you can hear the person asking, but, you know, I was just doing this recording this morning. I thought, well, you know what? I just want to just jump in and take some of these questions that were not answered. Here's one. Can you share with us who you went through to get your physical healing, Doug? Yes, I can. I've done so many things to get physically healed. Todd Bentley has been one that has been real strong in my life. I go to his meetings, get healed all the time. Really powerful. Another person is Joan Hunter. Very powerful healing ministry. Now, those are physical healings. I've also gotten healed by just someone praying for me at any church. I've gotten healed physically at the healing rooms, many, many different places. Here's another question. Why do we have to contend for healing? Why doesn't it just happen? I mean, we have the blood of Jesus, right? Well, this is really important to understand that, you know, if you're not getting healed, then it needs to be contended for. There are powers of darkness that's trying to hold you back, that's trying to hold you down, but it is so important to get a breakthrough, to get a healing strategy. 
Now, this might be new for some people, but, you know, I want to take a look at this just based on my study and my experiences. Let's look at the spiritual root cause to sickness. Heart disease was the leading cause of death in the U.S. last year, 2016. According to CDC, 614,000 people died of heart disease. Now, I thought this is interesting because Jesus actually talks about this being a spiritual root. He says, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Luke 21, 26. Now, listen, this is talking about people dying, their hearts failing them. That was the number one cause of death. And people are getting heart disease and getting sick from fear. Jesus tells us that the shaking on the earth will come, but it's the fear that will cause our hearts to fail. Fear's one of the roots, the spiritual roots, to heart attacks and sickness, but it also goes way deeper. First John four eighteen, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. I thought that was pretty interesting, that we need to be made perfect. It's like the working out of our salvation. We need to work out our love. Do not be afraid. As we talk about these things, many people are tempted to be afraid. In fact, that's that's the thing you don't want to do. The words, do not be afraid, has been mentioned 365 times in the Bible. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. There's tons of reasons to be hopeful. God has given you an everlasting love, everything that you need He has given to you the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the power that raised Jesus from the dead in you. You have the Word of God. You have His awesome promises. We have so many resources. We have a revival coming up. And I just want to say there's so many reasons to be hopeful right now. The prophetic word I gave for this year was get your hopes up. The enemy is over-attacking people like you because... You're about to be part of a major revival. God desires for you only good things. And he doesn't only want to heal you, but he wants to perfect your will, or he wants to perfect his will in us so that we're not sick. Third John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be healthy just as your soul prospers. Let's look more about the enemy of our soul. Jesus says this, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. John 10.10 Satan comes to destroy, to kill, to counterfeit the things of God. This goes deeper than you may realize. When Satan came and tempted Jesus in the wilderness, he used scriptures. Yes, Satan twisted scriptures like we would have in the Bible now to try to get Jesus off track. He still does this today through getting us to believe lies about God, lies about ourselves and other people, lies about maybe to believe that sickness is from God or maybe that you've been dealt a bad hand or nobody cares, including God. These are lies. Be careful not to put too much emphasis on Satan. You know, we're talking about Satan here, and if you've ever heard me talk, I, I try to balance it. We suffer sometimes from believing in a big devil and a small God. 
but we can get more focused on the plan of the enemy and forget what God's doing. That's why I release the daily prophetic words and these prophetic words that are encouraging, because we need to be wise, but also understand that God's plans and power is greater. It's really important to do that. Here are some steps for you. This is what I had to do to change and to get well. First of all, cultivate the environment of wholeness. Create the right spiritual atmosphere for hearing God, for healing, and for wholeness. You know, you can get to know God personally, intimately, by spending time with Him in prayer, reading the Bible, praying with others, meeting with others. Ask God to speak to you each and every day so that you'll be in tune with His voice. Listen to positive, uplifting things while avoiding being around negative gossip and as much as you can. Renew your mind. Negative I tell you, there's so many negative things. It's ingrained in us. It's in our media. And it will take a concerted effort to let it not affect you. Philippians 4.8 is a prayer I pray every day. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about these things. Wow, that is so important. That's why I pray it. I try to get that in instead of the negativity. That way you can rise above it. Renew your language. Become aware of your words, whether spoken to you or spoken to others. You can renew your mind. Renew relationships around you. These are some steps. Why is this so important? Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. When you complain, doubt. Get in fear. Judge others. You will begin to reap a closed heaven. You will not see answers to your prayer. You'll start believing the lies of the enemy to be reality. You know, then you can shift that by blessing others. Now stop grumbling and it'll change, change your life radically. It did me. That's how I'm able to hear God the way I am. People tend to complain as a way of, of blowing off stress and steam. But, you know, it actually could be harmful. And when you stop complaining and start blessing, it's going to open the heavens over you, allow you to hear God more clearly and freely, and then the blessings and even the healing strategies can begin to flow to you. Because many people are sick and in debt these days, broken relationships, I believe it's attributed to this. Here's some blocks to your healing. If you're not seeing results or being healed, be sure to check some of these things. First of all, unbelief. Most people think it's lack of faith, but it's actually either not believing God does miracles and heals or not believing what I'm saying is true. Unresolved or unhealed or unhidden areas or issues in your soul. Unforgiveness. Generational cursings from our family line. You know, healing is a process. Oftentimes it's a process to get sick or separated from God. The same thing applies to healing takes layers. We've got to peel it off like an onion. It can't happen all at once. And believe me, one of the big blocks to healing is saying, I've been there, Doug. I've done that. Why do I have to deal with it again? Because you did it at one level, but if God is promoting you into a new time, like I believe he's doing, you have to contend with the new things. The deeper you go, there'll still be some roots or tentacles alive, and you'll need to go back in. How do I know? Because it happens to me all the time. You are not exempt from these things. What is the root to it all? Unbelief. Unresolved things like anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, rejection, to name a few. 
Not knowing who God really is causes us to get separated from his covering for us. We need that covering. Not understanding what the Bible says about healing. That's another one. Not loving ourselves. Jesus said, love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. If you get out of a line with love, remember 1 John 4, that we have to perfect love. That's with ourselves, with God, and with others. Judging others and bringing judgment towards leaders and things like that can bring judgment on ourselves, according to Luke 6.37. Allowing the spirit of fear into our lives actually opens us up to a tormentor. The root cause of most sicknesses is found in 1 John 4.18. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. I'm repeating this because it was my route to my healing. The spirit of fear gets in. It's not an emotion. It can't be treated with counseling or pills. The spirit of fear is actually something that can create a tormentor in your life. Many people are suffering from fear of cancer, fear of failure, fear of terrorism, fear, 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 fear of being disconnected. It is a spirit. God didn't give you that spirit. Love, power, and sound mind. So, you know... Fear and sickness can actually change your physiology. Proverbs 17.22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. When we lose our joy and we get under stress, we open up to demonic strongholds and we can actually change our body. That's why some people can get a medical report that you're clinically depressed because your body will indeed change. It will. So treating the symptoms might not bring ultimate healing and wholeness, but we can go to the spiritual root. Now, I'm not saying stop taking medication. I'm not giving medical advice here. I am trying to tell you what the root cause to many of these illnesses are. And then these things that you can do, these, these, are, these are things that you can change in your life. And it's like changing the rudder on the ship. It takes a while to turn that big ship around. But you know what? This is what happened in my life. I started changing this ability to love, loving God, loving others, getting rid of those strongholds, getting rid of fear, start doing those things, and then something changed. And then eventually it started changing on my medical reports. And I just, you know, I just did a webinar called Accelerate Your Time to Heal Tools for Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Holders. It was great. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, look for the replay on my website because it's so powerful. I go into more details, but you know, I got healed of multiple chemical sensitivity in three weeks after battling for three years. And this involved healing that deep root issue of pain and rejection. Also, after seeding the spiritual atmosphere with a lot of prayer, proclamations, promises, decreeing from the Bible, I developed a healing strategy. Notice how Jesus prayed. He seldom prayed for someone more than the same way twice. Notice that one time he lays hands on someone, then he spits on the ground, mate's mud. The next time he just says the word. And another time he mentions that this one needs prayer and fasting. Jesus knew that God's strategy for a person might be different. And he only did what he saw the Father doing. There are times that we need to really press in to get this. Now, notice there was also times when everyone got healed. There was other times when no one got healed. And when he was coming out of Samaria, there's times when only a few people got healed because it changes each time. We need to learn to discern 
and we tend to pray the same way over and over, but I'm saying it's a powerful way to pray, praying in Jesus' name, the word of faith, that is all good, but I want to encourage you to do what I call getting a healing strategy, and I've been healed of a lot of things, and I've used the prayer of faith, and I use the word of faith in the midst of it. I use the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. I've created declarations, and I've seen things happen. I've stopped my crumbling. I've done all these things, and now my body's healing, intending for your breakthrough. Jesus inquired of the Lord the answer to get his breakthrough in First Samuel 30, verse 8. We need to battle. You know, our battle is actually with Satan, not the flesh and blood. Ephesians 6.12 tells us. Also means that we're not battling things. You know, you know, it's more spiritual, not so much with medicine and things in the world. Now, yes, those we still need to deal with those things. But if you go to the root, begin to go to the root, you'll see a change in your life. You'll need to get up and fight even if you don't feel like it. Get people around you. When I went down on my health in 2013, I didn't know at the time that it was Lyme disease. But you know what? A team of three people began to pray with me on the phone and a text. Seven days a week, we prayed for six months until we saw evidence of the change, and I started to get healed. Pray until you see evidence. Older ways of healing might default to praying the prayer of faith and standing on it, which is good. That's how you keep your healing. But I want to say that there's times when we need to get a breakthrough. So that what I recommend to people is pray until you see a result. Mark 8, Jesus prays for the blind man more than once. He prayed several times until he saw results. So here's some ideas to create that healing strategy. You don't have to strive. You know, pray and ask God to show you what you need to do. But here's a few things that might help you. Pray daily for yourself and your situation. Get other people because there's power in agreement. Take communion. Quiet yourself before God. Anoint yourself or get someone to anoint you with oil. Find people to pray with you daily, if possible, even by text. Don't give me the excuse. I hear so many people say, yeah, but I don't have it. Hey, no, yeah, but I don't care who it is. I don't care what the level of their faith is. God knows. He knows your faith. And you need to get someone to agree with you to get out of the situation you're in. Ask God to show you what Satan doesn't want you to see. That's the most powerful prayer that you can do. Then take notes and change your situation. Respond to what God is saying. Contact other ministries for healing. Go to the healing rooms. Ask God to show you what to do physically. Maybe change your diet if necessary. That's what I had to do. Go to healing meetings. Go to church meetings, as many as you can. Go up when they're offering prayer. Just do it. All right. Well, let's pray right now. God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the the healing power that's available to us. In the name of Jesus, I pray for each person that needs to be healed, that there would be a miraculous instant healing done right now. Something happened and nothing short of a miracle. But Father, also for those who are walking it out right now, I pray for encouragement. I pray for revelation. I pray that you would show them what Satan doesn't want them to see. I pray for a breakthrough as you've given me one in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, well, be sure to check out all my training resources and articles at DougAddison.com. And one of the messages that might help you is love, not judge. People have been telling me that. And also, check out the replay of my healing webinar. You can also use coupon code PODCAST10 to save 10% online. Follow me on Facebook, The Doug Addison, Twitter and Instagram, Doug T. Addison. Also, my daily prophetic words, hashtag daily prophetic 
All right. Well, I hope you have a great week. God bless you. See you again. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.